Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Richard Clayton, Chief Correspondent at Lloyd's List. Liquefied natural gas is fast increasing its share as a marine fuel, although the industry recognizes it won't be the single solution to shipping's decarbonization goals. LNG is seen as a bridging fuel, a step on the journey. It's available today in sufficient quantities and the infrastructure is in place to supply dual fuel engines. Antonios Trakakis, technical director of RENA's office in Greece and the person responsible for leading maritime sustainability initiatives at the Classification Society, comments, as engineers, our task is to solve problems and we have reached the point where we need to decide which problem to solve, improving our thermal efficiency or dealing with all the implications around alternative fuel. As the technical manager at shipowning companies where he led a development project to prove the feasibility and commercial applicability of LNG as a fuel for ships, Mr. Trakakis is well aware that getting the business case right is fundamental to ship owners' perception. At the same time, he knows that ships engineers have to work with these fuels and must feel safe. Antonios, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation, Richard. Now, you've been working on the feasibility of LNG as a fuel for more than 10 years, and that continues in your current role at, at RENA. Why does LNG have the edge over, say, methanol or ammonia when we all know it's a bridging fuel? It is indeed, Richard. And uh, it seems to me that uh, there are two main reasons for this to happen. One is that uh, LNG has been out there not only as cargo, but as fuel for LNG carriers for too many years. Too many companies, too many operators, too many crew members are already familiar with the use of uh, this fuel. And what is very important is that this long experience we have from its use clearly proves that the fuel is really, does not pose any health and safety issues to the crew. It's really safe for people to run, to work with LNG. This is not really exactly the case with other alternative fuels, which actually, they are not fuels per se, they are chemical substances or used as chemicals from the industries for so many years, and now we're trying to give them space as fuels. Of course, as a class society, we have the, the task and the challenge to be open to all possible solutions. But of course, it is a, a task for us to find a workable solution for the industry and accelerate the transition to a low carbon future. Uh, nevertheless, LNG is a fossil fuel. And how do you plan to turn it into a sustainable alternative for shipping? So true, Richard, indeed. It is a fossil fuel. It is a very good start. It offers an immediate reduction of carbon emissions. It cannot be the end of the road. For us, the challenge, we have appreciated that the challenge is not on board. The challenge is ashore for the supply and for the preparations around the supply and the delivery on board of the new fuels that shipping will need. Therefore, we think that a good solution to move forward is to simply disconnect from this challenge 
And for this, we think that if we can produce our alternative fuel on board, it would be a very flexible bypass of the problem. And we see that uh, although it is not a novel technology, it is a novel application to produce hydrogen on board by the steam methane reforming process. Therefore, a vessel will at all times rely on LNG bunkering only. And there is really not an issue anymore with this. And then produce on board the quantities required, when required, of hydrogen, which in a fuel mix with LNG will really reduce the CO2 emissions in line and at the space of the regulation. Now, you, you say that ship owners need to see the business case for all of these fuels, including LNG. Um, from your discussion with, with Greek ship owners, would you say the business case for LNG is stronger than for other fuel options? The Greek ship owners are very much concerned about the health and safety implications of uh, ammonia and methanol. Uh, but even if the bold assumption is made, that uh, this can be handled by technology improvements, and I believe that is a very bold assumption. They're very much concerned that uh, the solution they will choose will maintain them in a competitive position in the market because shipping is truly a competitive industry. And of course, it goes without saying that different fuels will have different costs. And one cannot afford to make a fuel selection that will prove to be more expensive than another. It is also very clear to them that uh, alternative fuels will be much more expensive than existing fuels. And actually, the Greek ship owners have really signaled and uh, alerted the, the industry that moving away from fossil fuels will end the low cost transportation at sea. Therefore, uh, they do care to, to maintain competitive. They do care that shipping will maintain competitive. And for this reason, they have carried out a lot of uh, test scenarios and investigations of whether moving away from fossil fuel would work. And so far, it seems that it does not really work. Not only from their side, but also from the charterer side. Because the charterers are not there yet really to support a very expensive alternative fuel. So it's about cost. Uh, the business case that you're looking at here is whether we can actually afford to make these changes. Indeed, Richard, uh, you know, in shipping, we always try to find the solution that can meet the target with a minimum extra cost. And there is going to be a green premium. Now, you're an engineer yourself, uh, Antonios. Um, you talk to chief engineers on board ships. How do they view LNG? They would be very happy if they have the opportunity to work on an LNG fuel ship. As, as engineers, first of all, they like to develop themselves. And they see that uh, running on LNG is a new step in the career path. And they would be very happy if they have this opportunity. The only thing that they would need is proper training. But today, training is offered for any new installation on board. Name it scrubber, ballast treatment. So LNG as fuel is also possible to give proper training to, to engineers. Plus, the chief engineers appreciate that if they run a ship on LNG, many of their problems 
that they face on the conventional ships will go away. First of all, banker quantity disputes, carbon deposits, alkalinity control of the Luboin, change of fuel when you enter in ECA zones, and so many other things that really make LNG uh, a favorable fuel. And last but not least, of course, the fuel treatment and the non-existence of cut fines. So I know that uh, Rena is also involved in the energy sector and in the industry, industrial sector and other transportation sectors. Now, what expertise can you bring to marine from those other sectors when we talk about LNG? Rina has actually a very big presence in the energy sector and we have a lot of esteemed colleagues who can really feed us with very important insights and inputs. It is quite evident that the rest of the world, because decarbonization is a global mandate, is not only of shipping, the rest of the world will rely hugely on carbon capture. And this means that there will be huge flows of CO2 captured CO2, which will be directed either for the production of synthetic fuels or for geological sequestration. And since the steam reforming produces CO2 as a side product, we believe that the CO2 captured on board ships can very easily join the streams from the other industries to be used for the same purpose. Okay, now, and finally, um if LNG is a bridge fuel to the to the next level, what fuel do you think is most likely to replace it? This is a brilliant question, but quite honestly, I don't know the answer. What we can say today is that we don't have the crystal ball to see the future. We do appreciate, though, that uh, we must be ready for changes and the world is going to change substantially. Therefore, the the value that ships must include in their design is flexibility. A ship must be built to encompass flexibility and be able to change so that to adapt in a changing world. And we see that LNG as fuel offers the highest flexibility among all other fuel options. So we believe that starting with LNG will take you to the next fuel, but don't know which one will be. Your crystal ball is as uh, cloudy as, as, as mine too. Thank you so much, uh, Antonios. The shipping industry has been set a challenging goal and can't afford to wait until 2049 to be compliant. Uh, many say those who haven't already started on the journey will be left behind. There are evangelists for all the fuel options. However, it's time shipping started be, being realistic about what can be achieved in the 2020s and what won't be available until the 2030s and 2040s. My thanks again to Antonios Trakakis for his insight and thank you to you for listening to this Lloyd's List podcast. Thank you, Richard and all.